Bitcoin, man, I missed you. I missed you. I'm back. I'm back. Did you say no crying? No crying? This no promises, bro. No promises. No promises. Um, all right. Let's do this shit. Um, today's keynote is titled The King's Gambit. King's Gambit is the most forcing and sharp choice of chess opening after the very traditional uh, E4. It's super unique in that with a simple, simple pawn move, just a normal pleb, it opens up the entire board for free competition and inclusion and lets the best men win. And so we'll get back to that in a second. But anyway, there's a lot of people in this, in this room. This is fucking nuts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know me, my name is Jack. Uh, I'm just a normal Bitcoiner, man, I really am. Uh, and I founded this company called Strike. This is our logo. And the, yeah, God, you guys are too kind, man. You gotta let me announce shit. Um, this is the company's mission. The mission is, if we can help make the Bitcoin network easily more accessible and usable, we think we're really gonna change the world. And zooming down in that last sentence, we believe if we're successful in just helping, that Bitcoin, as the monetary network of the world, will be cheaper, be faster, more innovative, and more inclusive. We think the financial system will benefit from all these properties if we could do that. But what does that mean? What actually is a, a payment network? Like, what, what, if I were to be able to help do that, what would I replace? Like, so a payment network is a network that facilitates payment transactions between the merchant issuer i.e. the requester, the merchant, and the source of <laughs> this fucking definition. Ooh, fancy definition, right? A, a payment network more or less just facilitates this. Story as old as time. You got a dude who wants to buy stuff, and you got a store that wants to sell stuff. And a payment network is a network that helps facilitate that. So what's the history of payment networks? And where are we now? So, real quick, uh, it all started off with a bunch of rich bureaucrats in New York City that didn't want to carry cash. They were going to fancy dinners in New York, they were ordering like, how much caviar am I going to order? I don't know how much ca I think caviar tastes like shit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to each their own, right? They had this problem. Uh, and there's this club called Diners Club in the 1940s. And they didn't know how much caviar they were going to order every night. That's a huge inconvenience, how much cash I got to carry around. They figured there'd be a better way to go about this, to solve this problem. Super simple, guys. This is a really simple problem. Someone wants to pay for something. And so the founder of this diner's club, this bro named Frank, Frank the Caviar Tank, he, he's like, hey, what if we issued a card? Let the people keep the cash at home, issue the card, they'll pay with the card. And the very first card in the very first payment network is called the Diners Club, 1949. So boom, we got our history of payment networks, 1949. We got our little timeline. We're going to blitz through this shit. Soon after that, they realized, man, what a convenience to the consumer. And 
Bank of America announced the Bank America card. It was going to make this a mass market product, not just a plutocrat, caviar, buffet product in New York City. Uh, and they launched the Bank of America card in 1958. Boom, bang, history of payment one networks. We're innovating, 1958. After that, American Express just copied the whole thing later on in 1958, except they just charged a little bit more to be premium, right? That's the American Express. I love, I love this thing. Most credit cards are given away free. Most of our competitors give you the thing for free, not us. Ooh. Not us. It's only funny because it's how it works today. Amex, baby. Black card, bro. And they launched in 1958 as well, so we move on. Then a little later, 1966, there's a bank in Buffalo, New York. And they applied to issue AmeriCards. They're like, man, this shit is cool. People aren't carrying cash. Consumers want to use this card thing. Hey. Bank of America, can I issue this card? And they were like, no chance. This is a closed network, poppy. No way. And the small banks were like, fuck you. <laughs> like, who are you to tell me I can't, what? I didn't know that's how this worked. I didn't know that there was someone that got to decide who's involved and who's not. And so they launched the interbank card. At the time, you recognize these logos? They called a master charge. And boom, we move on. We're in 1966. A little later, Bank of America is like, shit, all these other banks are creating competing networks with us, and we're not really innovating. We're not really getting any bigger. And so they gave up control of their payments network and recruited the other top big banks to collude and remain on top, which later became Visa in 1976. Did you know that? Did you know Bank of America founded Visa? I bet you didn't. And look at these, look at these boomers innovating. <laughs> look at these guys pivoting with their startup. I love it. I fucking love it. I feel you. Same thing for me. All right, 1976 Visa. We move on. Then, of course, Master Charge was feeling the pressure, feeling the heat, all the big banks. It's called Visa. They pivoted. They're like, what's Master Charge? That doesn't make any sense. We need to rebrand to MasterCard. Another boomer. I was on a boomer New York Times binge last night. And so, boom, we go to MasterCard. And then the last piece of this is in 1981, the Diners Club got acquired by a little-known group called City. And that card is now known as Discover. Now, the whole reason I just ran through that is uh, the buck stops there. <laughs> I mean, when you go out tonight, you're using one of these payment networks. That's ridiculous. There's been no innovation. There's been no competition. Right? In fact, these, this doesn't even count. I take these off. These, you can't just change your name, the fuck. So, <laughs> so we take that out, right? And so, in reality, payment networks have not innovated in over 50 years. That's insane. 
That is insane. You're telling me this problem of I want to pay for something has not innovated since 1949, since the caviar buffet. That's ridiculous. Like what? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right? Okay. So let's walk through it. What's actually happening? Because there's a lot of magic behind the scenes. We're going to break it down real quick. So there's a consumer, there's a merchant. There's a $100 transaction. I go to Walmart, I want to buy some for 100 bucks, let's say. So I got my card, they got their point of sale. But there's actually a lot more parties involved when I swipe at the register. There's actually five parties involved. There's the two actually participating, and then there are three intermediaries. First, there's my bank that issued me the card. Next, there's the bank that banks the merchant. And then lastly, there's the card network. So boom, I go swipe. I actually swipe the card. And here's what happens. The point of sale system hits up the merchant's bank and passes that card information. The merchant's bank takes the card info and pulls out a cheat sheet. And they're like, okay, hold on, let me think for a second. American Express is a three, starts with a three. Visa starts with a four. MasterCard starts with a five. Discover starts with a six. Okay, 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 let me pick up the phone. They call the card network. There you go, card network. Take this info. And then these boomers, boomers in their fucking cheat sheets, man. Then these boomers pick up their cheat sheet. And they're like, okay, hold on. With this card info, did this card come from Chase, Bank of America, City, Wells, who issued this? And they find the bank, they call them, a three-party call. And the card processor goes, yo, we good? Does Jack have 100 bucks? And then my bank goes, yo, yeah, we're good, we're good. And then the card network goes, yo, to the merchant bank. We good, baby. And the merchant bank goes, yo, we good. You guys know that Budweiser commercial? Waza, like ah, processing payments. And so then the merchant bank then calls the point of sale back and they're like, it's all good, man. Us boomers, we check Jack's account. He's got it, he's got it. They say, cool, boom. Then they give me a receipt, and because I spent over 25 boomer bucks, I have to sign it like the fucking Declaration of Independence. <laughs> but then, we're not done, none of the money moved. They just wazzed each other for a second. And the wazzes are fast, right? You've been at Chipotle, it's fast. So the card network goes, we gotta move the money. Like, yo, you guys still here? You still on phone? We gotta actually sell the money. That's my job at the end of the day, that's what I get paid for. And they issue the statement for the $100. Then my bank, this is how it works, I swear to God. My bank goes, yo, I'm just gonna keep some of this shit, man. Jack's already walking out of Walmart, nothing they can do about it. I'm just gonna take, nine, I'll just take a couple bucks. So out of the $100 statement, I'll take, I'll take two, I'll give you 98. And the card network's like, Jesus, man, the brain on you. I'll do that too, 97, 75. And then the merchant bank's like, Shh, I'm in, right? Let's go. More caviar for me. And then we end up with 97. And so on a $100 transaction, I spent 100 bucks. 
the merchant gets $97. And the 1949 payment networks take 3%. Right? That's how it works. How it works. How it works. It was invented when my grandfather was my age, but it's literally what happens when I go to Chipotle. Okay. So let's summarize. That was really complicated. Put your brain in a pretzel. <laughs> that's it. That's my slide. That's all that happened. The money moved from me to the merchant. That's it. That's actually how it works. That's breaking down the magic for you. They literally just did that. And so you're telling me, since 1949, I mean, in 1949, it was probably some super genius shit. They were like, dude, check this. I'm going to go load up on caviar and my my pocket's not going to have a ton of wads of cash in it. And they were probably like, dude, you got to break that. You got to draw that on a piece of paper. But today, I mean, for fuck's sake, man. Right? That's ridiculous. What about the PayPal mafia? You know, Jack Dorsey is one of my heroes I look up to. I mean, none of that's changed? You kidding me? Because we have seen a lot of consumer innovation, right? Like I just mentioned. I look up to Jack Dorsey, all he's built. The Cash App, fucking awesome. Robinhood is fucking awesome. Like these things are great. China's awesome. Even Hardway gets into Apple Pay. I mean, for the consumer, you get new P2P innovation, mobile banking, trading. There's a lot of tech innovation in finance with access to the phone. But when it comes to this, 1949 caviar, my cash app gives me a Visa card. Robinhood gives me a MasterCard. <laughs> Apple card, Apple, MasterCard. Even Apple Pay doesn't help. Apple Pay innovated in not letting me swipe the card. I just tap my phone. But then the payment network and the banks are going to still wazah each other. Apple doesn't have a relationship with the merchant. I woke up on Twitter, there's fucking pictures of you guys zooming in and my boogers all over the internet. Apple doesn't do it. Apple doesn't do it. They just remove the need to carry the card. It's a story as old as 1949. No one's helped the merchant. No one's helped the merchant. So as consumers are getting all the love, consumers are innovating, it's this guy. There's not been, since 1949, a superior payments network that allows us to innovate, build on financial inclusion, offer cheaper services, faster services, move the world forward. My grandfather used the same technology to buy shit as I do. That's not American. That's bullshit. Yeah, all right. So exercise. Let's build the superior payments network from scratch. It's fun. Kid can dream. Kid from Chicago could dream. So what would the network benefits be? I'd say first and foremost, it'd be the first and largest network, right? There's 5,000 US banks in America, around about. That's a lot, but like not really. I remember when I had 5,000 customers, that was cute. So I want it to be bigger. I want the biggest and largest network. I'd want it to be openly accessible globally. Anyone can join in. Join the party. If you're from Buffalo, New York, and you call, I'm not going to tell you fuck off. No way, man. Come on. Join. Then the real functionality, I would want it to be able to send and receive so I can do payments. 
And then lastly, the truly innovative part and disruptive part was I, I would want to offer cash finality. What I mean by that is the message is the settlement. We don't got to waza and then deal with debt and collection and final settlement later. That's what I would want. I don't know, man could dream. Chicago kid could dream. Then as added properties to this base functionality, I would want it to instantly settle, and I would want it to be as close to free as humanly possible. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. <laughs> so this is the dream monetary network, payments network. This is the dream. I know they created the Diners Club stuff in 1949, and I'm not coming at their head. I respect it. I respect it. My grandfather was probably looking up to you like, man, oh my God, thank you. Um, but this is just, I'm just creating it from scratch. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin carries all these properties. I'm talking about Lightning. Lightning carries all these properties. And then lastly, instead of like the boomer card, like I, I have to carry on a card, man. Give it a QR code. It's all digital. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming, right? And so then if we were able to do this, we would offer superior payments. Like this is just a fact. Nowhere, I'm not drawing like lines on a chart and projecting the price of Bitcoin. No, 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 don't, don't miss me with that shit for a second. This is a true statement, whether Bitcoin's at $10 or $10,000 or $100,000, this is just a fact. It is a superior payment standard. It is a superior payments network than 1949 caviar buffets. It just is, I don't know what to tell you. And so if we were to use it, to recreate what 1949 innovated on. Let's go through it again, $100 transaction. Take two, action. The, the point is, all of these things on the left, as cool as they are, as innovative as they are, as much as they're attracting consumers and giving them an awesome experience, it's this thing, it's this thing. If I wanna walk into a Whole Foods and use a different payment network, if I'm walking to McDonald's, if I'm walking to Costco and use a different payment network, it's this thing. These guys don't operate their own stuff. It's this thing. This thing hasn't been updated since 1949. I'm dead serious. The same payment networks we walk through are the only ones they're interoperable with. So let's say, walk through for a second, if we added this one to it, finally, dust the cobwebs off and we add a new payment network to it, the superior payment network to it, one so good you'd think you made it just on like a video game, it's an NBA 2K creator player payment network. I'd scan this QR code to make the $100 transaction, fuck the boomer card shit. I'd be debited 100 bucks. Now, if there was software that exists, like ours do, Unbeknownst to the user, it'd take my $100. So I'm not touching Bitcoin. S save me with the like, Bitcoin's volatile, Bitcoin's this, like Elizabeth Warren. Just let me finish this presentation for a second. There's no capital gains tax triggered. There's no volatility. It's all good. Chill. Deep breath. Deep breath, Elizabeth Warren. And it turns it into Bitcoin. It takes the dollars and turns it into the magic internet money thing. And then it hops on to the superior premier. We just went over it, fact. 
data to data, line by line, the better one, and the magic internet money, pew, at the speed of light, value is moving towards the merchant. And then right before it gets to the merchant, hit the brakes, just as it arrives, it goes back into dollars. Okay. So $100 spent, $100 received. There's no wazah. There's no two to 15 days of settlement. There's no 3%. Bang, bang. And it doesn't have to be dollars. So now on the left, I change it to euros. Don't, I mean, it's, it's, open, it's open, right? It's open globally. Who cares? You want euros? Do euros. You don't want fiat? Keep Bitcoin, right? It's up to you. And as the merchant, you can, you can receive in BTC, take Starbucks points, I don't care, right? The point is we can recreate a superior payments experience with a superior payments network. That is the violent point. There is no compromise with this thing. Don't let people make you believe that. That's not true. It's all about this thing. It's what it's all about. It's all that matters. That's the real magic. This thing is not issued by a government. It's not a company. Bank of America didn't found it and rebrand it. No, there's no consortium of banks running this thing. It's open, it lives in the clouds. It feels like it's beaming, look at these lights above me. It feels like it's just beaming down on my face. It's a beautiful, independent thing. And it offers, it's open, anyone can join it, it's global. It's uncensorable, it's unfreezable, it's bearer, and it's cash final. It's cash final. And because of that, since 1949, we could, in theory, if we used it, make payments. Has, hasn't been innovated in 55 years. Cheaper, faster, more innovative, and more inclusive. So, what would that look like? Because, no, for real, I mean, that made a lot of sense, right? Yeah, that made sense. It made sense. There's no flaw in that logic. There's no flaw in that logic. It's just a superior payments network. It took us 55 years, but man, is it damn good. I'll cut humanity a break. I wasn't born yet. I'll cut my boomer friends. Hey, where's my dad? Cut you a break, cut you a break. Cut you a break. So what would innovation look like? I'm about to show you. I'm about to reel off a bunch of announcements. Here we go. So first and foremost, uh, Strikes officially partnered with Shopify. Yeah. So it's live. Go check it out. And as soon, so, I mean, guys, I'm a kid, man. I love this shit. The world's gonna regret giving me this much attention, man. And so I, I call, I, I dream, I look up to this brand, Warren Lotus. It's one of the best streetwear fashion brands in the world. Like all my favorite athletes and my favorite rappers, they all wear it, super popular. I call them, I'm like, yo, guys, there's a cheaper, faster, 
more innovative, more inclusive way to accept payments. I'm not pulling your chain, bro. I swear to God. You use Shopify, right? He goes, yeah, I use Shopify. I, I mean, and I know that you use the Wazaa rails from 1949. But let me plug you into this. Let me plug you into this. And so, this is a demo. Watch this. All right. Boom. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. I have a, I, the next video is very, very important. The next video is very, very important. Okay. That's fucking cool. It's really fucking cool that Cash App just checked out with Warren. Now, I want to walk you through this. Let's go through it. Let's break it down. It looked like a lot of magic. What just happened? The transaction, I'll publish this. You can play it back. It's $115.94. Okay, so Warren was the merchant, and Cash App was on the consumer side. This is shit that has never been possible. First innovation since 1949. Okay, so boom, we initiate the payment. What happened? The Cash App user spent just over 250,000 sats. The Bitcoin phew, hopped on to the superior payment network, the one that's better than the Boomer was uh, AmeriCard network. There's only two parties involved in this transaction. There were not three other intermediaries, only two. The Bitcoin moved at the speed of light, and then just before it got there, converted to dollars, and Warren got $115.94, and he, he was mind blown. He was like, yo, it didn't work. I didn't get any Bitcoin. I'm like, no, dude, I know. He's like, how am I going to report this on my audit financials? We're a big company. We sell millions of dollars of clothes every single launch. That was insane. It just got there right away, right? And I could have used Strike on this side if I wanted to. And so I don't like spending my Bitcoin. I could have spent the dollars and it could have auto-converted. Even cooler, a user in Australia could have used the wallet of Satoshi and used Aussie dollars, right? And if Warren, the, the thing that's cool about Warren, whatever happens on the left, Warren gets $115. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's going on, on the left. Warren used a superior payment network to receive the $115.94. He doesn't need to report BTC on his balance sheet. He doesn't have to deal with volatility. All of what the boomers say about this industry and this payment network is not true. If Warren wants to go buy Bitcoin with it, he can. It's about this. It's just about using this to replace the old. So Warren, actually, I got to plug this in. He decided to just drop some new clothes today. They sell out really, really fast. I got one of my best friends in the front row. I'm like, dude, now this is definitely running over. I want the black one. But at 5 p.m. Eastern, you can go buy Warren Lotus gear with your Cash App, with your Node over tour. You can do anything you want. He's going to get dollars no matter what. That's real. You can go check it out. Okay. So we did the e-commerce stuff. That's good. Now, any online merchant that uses Shopify can accept payments without the 1949 Boomer Network, receive it instantly, cash final, 
no intermediary, no 3% fee, no, hey, I'm just going to hold on to that shit. But what about this? 80% of payments are still done in person. No matter how innovative Cash App is, no matter how awesome Venmo is, no matter how cool Robinhood is, they all integrate the Lightning Network. It doesn't matter. Because when I walk into a grocery store, they don't understand it. They only understand the Diners Club Caviar Party. So that's why Strikes also partnered with Blackhawk. Blackhawk is one of the largest payment providers in the world for alternative payments. They have 400,000 storefronts and 37,000 partners. That, that, they're the ones that are behind shit like this. Have you ever checked yourself out at a CVS? You ever used one of these? And then my haymaker, we've also partnered with the largest point of sale provider in the entire planet, NCR. Yeah. Because we just got to give merchants the new superior alternative payment network. And so, this year, have you guys ever shopped at any of these? Any of these? Yeah. McDonald's, Walmart, Macy's. Best Buy. I mean, no, no, this is not in another country. This is not a test pilot somewhere. No, this is in the United States of America. You're going to be able to walk in to a grocery store, to Whole Foods, to Chipotle. You want to use a Lightning Note over Tor? You do that. You want to use the Cash App? You do that. If Chipotle wants Bitcoin, I'll give them Bitcoin. I'll settle in in Bitcoin. Chipotle wants to just replicate the boomer payment networks from 1949, just better and get instant dollars. I'll give them dollars. It doesn't matter. It's a new, innovative, superior payments rail that is finally embedded and distributed into our lives. And so I used it for the first time recently. Watch this. Yo, we're in sunny Chicago. We're gonna walk into a grocery store and buy some Coke over Tor. A card network is not gonna process this transaction. Bitcoin's open monetary network is gonna process this transaction. Let's go. Hello. Hey. Can I check out each of these separately? Sure. I'll do the Coke first. Let's buy some Coke over Tor, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Open payment standard. This grocery store is showing an open payment standard to receive dollars in their cash register. I could use any Lightning wallet I want. I'm gonna go with Zap, which is connected to my Lightning node running over Tor at my house. So I simply hit send, scan the QR code, confirm by entering my PIN, and Bitcoin is leaving my node over Tor as dollars enter her cash register. Boom, I'll go with the peanuts next. Shout out Peanuts if you know, you know. And I would go with the one and only Cash App. 70 million Americans can do this. I'm simply going to scan the QR code again, enter my PIN, and confirm the Lightning payment. Money is leaving Cash App over an open payment standard 
and entering dollars in her cash register. Can I uh, use pay with QR code for that Bud Light? Thank you. We've also integrated for point of sale systems that are not interoperable an ability to pay with a QR code. So I'm going to present my QR code. Awesome, thank you. I have it programmed to open my Moon Wallet. I'm gonna confirm my PIN. I have the payment pulled up right here. I'm gonna send. Should be good? Yeah. Good to go? Yes, we're good to go. So. Let's walk through that. Those point of sale systems haven't had a new superior payment network in 55 years. 55 years they haven't had a better way of getting dollars and merchants been abused by inflated pricing from the elite for 55 years. That grocery store just got my dollars or my Bitcoin, or my note over tour, it doesn't matter, instantly and for free, a superior, inclusive, innovative payment network. All right, back to the cartoons, let's go. So the payment was $1.46. This payment network could do any size, by the way, it doesn't matter. So all we did was took this, right, 9.49, dust cobwebs off, we added this. And so we used the superior monetary network and the first transaction was my note over tour, right? I spent, what did I spent A little over 3,000 sats for Coke, Coke over tour, it's a joke that writes itself, honestly. And the Bitcoin hopped onto the superior payment rail at the speed of light, entered into the store, and then right before it turned itself into dollars. So to the grocery store, it's no different than someone using their Apple card or their cash card or a card issued by their bank. They just get dollars, they don't care. It's just way cheaper, way better, way more customers, way more global, that's it. And then the second one, I use the cash app. 70 million Americans can do this. 70 million Americans can settle directly without Wazaa payment networks in 1949 with merchants. Sats left my wallet, dollars enter the account. Then the third was Moon Wallet. We, we, I, I care so much about this that I integrated the Boomer gun scanner so you could show your phone with an open interoperable QR code and they could scan your phone and be interoperable to settle dollars with them. I could have used Strike. If I didn't want to spend my Bitcoin, I wanted to do dollars over the Lightning Network. I could have used, I could have used, if the boomers want to come on, they could come on. It's for everybody. If a bank integrates with the Lightning Network and they want to issue my payment, they can. Don't matter. Don't matter. And the merchant could have been square. Could have been a square point of sale terminal. The point is this. The point is this. It's a superior payments network that we've been longing for for 55 years. It's just better. No boomer cheat sheets, no waza, no late two to 15 day settlement. It's this, it's this. Anyone can build anything. Anyone can build anything. 
because you know the America that I want to walk into. When I walk into Whole Foods, when I walk into Chipotle later this year and now, I want to be able to use my lightning node over Tor if I care about my privacy. I want to be able to use the Cash App. I want the Elon Musks and the Jack Dorseys and the Jeff Bezos and everyone in this room to be able to compete and build tools for me to check out at Walmart and sit on the same level playing field as the banks and the card networks. And it's an open standard. May the best man win. So I'm not done. So in order to ensure that, because at the end of the day, this is a better United States of America. With an open payment standard, there is no American left behind. Elizabeth Warren, if you don't like the way it's volatile, if you don't like the way the logo looks, if you don't like the fact that I curse, I'm sorry I am who I am. But you cannot argue with the fact that an open payment standard that any bank that doesn't bank a U.S. customer, they could download an open source wall, they could check out at Walmart themselves. This is about America. And we need to protect our ability to innovate. Yes, yes. It's better for everybody, it's better for business. Grows your margins, it's more inclusive, it's more innovative, it's cheaper, it's faster. Nobody loses, everybody's invited, it's a fair game. And so that's why I've also been working with policymakers to ensure that we have the right to do that. We have the right to do that, to innovate and build freely in this country. So I've been working with Senator Lummis to make sure that in this country, in the United States of America, that we support this open payment standard and it isn't threatened by anybody else. So the quote reads, if America wants to remain the global financial leader, we need to foster innovation. Strike's announcement is a valuable contribution toward bringing America's financial system into the 21st century. I'm working to bring smart legislation to the digital asset space so that innovators like this can be integrated into America's financial services industry. And by doing so, we can protect consumers and empower individuals and small businesses by encouraging responsible innovation. This is 55 years in the making. We did this. It's a lot of silence. It was a lot of no innovation. It was a lot of artificially inflated prices. It was a lot of fight. But we did this, man. Let's fucking go. Excuse my language. If I want to mine Bitcoin in my home and walk into CVS later this year and use the moon wallet, who's to tell me I can't do that? Now nobody. Nobody. So this is a long presentation, that was a lot of stuff. So here's how it's gonna work. You can go here, if you're a merchant, and you wanna be a part of this. 
I mean, I'm talking about big companies, guys. You guys, you guys saw those slides. You know, someone had to do a lot of the regulatory and engineering, and I know converting into dollars and stuff, just so that everyone in this room has the right to walk into a grocery store over tour and go to Chipotle over tour if they ever so feel like it. And so if you're a merchant, you want to be a part of this, you want to be part of this rollout with these big companies, you can go here. You can just let us know. One in six point-of-sale systems are by NCR. Blackhawk was behind the Venmo and PayPal checkout at CVS. I mean, I'm dealing with big, big businesses, and we will have Lightning integrated in the coming months, and Shopify is live now. And the last thing I'll say is uh, I really want to close with this. This is like, I mean, it was my company, I'm very proud of my company. We made a big step forward and have some really cool partners now. But this was just a presentation about a story, man. This was a story of consortiums forming from financial services industries to form payment networks that have had such a strong grip and foothold, and there hasn't been anything superior that improves on cheaper, faster, more innovative, and more inclusive access. No one's been able to allow for a superior payments network to be embedded into a Walmart or to a Chipotle, to a CVS, to a Whole Foods. And so this is our announcement. It's not my announcement. We did this. And so, yeah. And so I just want to say, don't keep going. For all the ones that said Lightning Network was vaporware, it's dumb. It has no users. No users. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to walk into a Walmart and use it. No users, my ass. All the altcoins and the shitcoins, don't let it bother you. Keep going. We did this. We allowed for you want more privacy, you want the blue one, you want the green one, you want the fast one, you want the cool one, customer preference, customer choice, the individual sovereign right is valued. And merchants can opt for whatever payment network experience they want. And we did this as Bitcoiners. This is a massive step in payments in moving the world forward in a way that it has not been moved in 55 years. So that's all I got. I love you guys. Thank you, man. <laughs>